0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. Our our, our theme or the vision of this year as given to us by our senior pastors is uh, it's personal. And uh, we we heard about it last week. It's personal. And we we are encouraged to understand that God is personal and the church is personal and evangelism is personal and discipleship is personal. And we will continue to remind each other till the, the end of this year. Today I want to talk to you about what God's opinion is about that. He, he, does he take you also personal? Is he... A God who take you personally. Or he's just there telling us what to do, but he does nothing on his side. So today I will talk about a, theme, a topic that I called an up close and personal God. Up close and personal God. A personal God. Up close and personal God. Every wedding I've been to, I hear a vow. And that vow is based on a promise about two people who say to each other, I will never leave you. Have you been to a wedding before? Every wedding I've been to, I've heard people telling each other, I will never leave you. I've heard people saying, you are everything to me. If you leave me, I die. I can't live without you. I think you've heard that, that word before. Maybe somebody told you that. Without you, I will die. You are my heartbeat. <laughs> ah. the people promise their presence in good or bad, health or weakness, lack or abundance. We promise that to each other. According to the Australian Institute of Family, after the introduction of uh, Family Law Act in 1975, which came to in operation uh, in, in January 1976, and allowed no-fault divorce, the divorce rate just jumped. When it was allowed by the government, the number went up. Since the law was changed, people became free to express and act upon their feelings. Who they really are. People exposed their true colors. What is that color? Human beings are unreliable. That's who they are. That's who we are. The truth Is that most of people, I know most of us, most people go into marriage willing to make it work, even determined to make it work. But why don't we stay? Why do we get out? Why do we end up hurt, angry? Why separations? Why divorce? Simply because people change and situations change. life is unpredictable and so are people. People are unpredictable. People change. My wife that last week told me she looked at our, our wedding photo, please. And she said, you are young here. <laughs> and I look at myself and say, what do you think about me today? Am I not young really? I still feel young. I've changed. And she, she recognized that. And she said it. Even if I disagree with, on my lips, but in my heart, I said, she's right. Yeah. I've changed. Your health changes. Your finances change. your, your Yourself, you change. You are an ever-changing person. You used to like chicken. Now, for some reasons, you can't eat it anymore. You don't like chicken anymore. Or for some health reasons, you can't take chicken anymore. Why? Because you have changed. And change is not always negative. Sometimes things change for better. And sometimes things change for worse, for the worse. And sometimes things appear to be worse while they're just in the process to become better. For example, when you're renovating a house, we have builders here, before you make it better, You destroy it first. So it looks bad, then you build it. People change, things change, life changes. So because of this ever-changing nature of life, God gave us a reference point. So when you are going through life, everything is changing. God gave us something that we can refer to while everything else is changing. While everybody else is changing, God gave us a pillar, an ankle, a point of reference that never changes. God gave us Himself. He said to us, I am with you always. He knew life will be unpredictable, things will be changing always. We needed someone who doesn't change in our life. Something that never changes. God. He says, you are up close and personal with me. Moses is a perfect example of a person who faced an ever-changing life and unpredictable people. So we'll go through the life of Moses... And I'll help you to see how, how life really was tricky for Moses. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1 to 14. Now Moses was uh, trending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. For the place where you are standing is holy. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard, I have heard them crying. I've heard them crying out because of their, uh, their slave drivers. And I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians. And to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites and all the high ta 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 And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people to Israel, the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. Maybe your life is also full of surprises. Let let me take you through Moses' life. Uh, So if you've been a Christian for for a while, you know the story of Moses. Uh, And if this is your first time at church or you've been new to faith, let me just give you a summary of Moses' lives. Moses was born from Hebrew parents in a foreign country. The Hebrews were slaves in Egypt. In other words, Moses was born slave. His parents knew that as a Hebrew boy, he would grow up and work for Pharaoh, just as it was the custom for every boy or every Hebrew. He will grow up and become a slave. However, during the time he was born, a decree was made. Pharaoh declared that every baby boy should be killed. First major change, unpredictable. Moses is born during a season where every child of his gender should be killed. His mother spent three months hiding him in the house so that he's not, he, he, he doesn't get killed by Pharaoh and his people. Another unexpected thing happened. After three months, the mother said, no, this is too much. Maybe Pharaoh will discover me with this baby. Let me take the baby out of my house and hide him in a river, in a basket in a river. Does that sound familiar to some of us here? Maybe you were born from a mother who was still too young and she couldn't keep you. So she gave you to your grandma or she gave you to, to an orphanage. Maybe that's your situation unexpected change. Moses is taken outside of his own house into a river. Unexpected. Another surprise. Moses uh, Pharaoh's daughter comes to, to 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 the river and discovers Moses in the basket. Let's assume that, okay, she knew that that was a Hebrew boy. So Moses was supposed to be killed because that's what the father said. And she decided not to kill her. Another surprise. Another change. And then suddenly Moses' sister appears. No, I, I, I know someone who can look after this, this boy. Another change. Mother's mother is given the job. Why? Because she was paid for looking after her own son. Unexpected change. Look at how life is changing for Moses. Every event is a change. Maybe yours has been straight as your parents planned it. That's how you are. For me, it's not the case. My life is full of surprises. My father died when I was two months old. Unexpected. Surprise. Maybe it's the case for you. Change started from childhood. Things started to change. Unexpected changes. Then Moses finds himself in the house of Pharaoh. He grew up as as, as a prince. He was educated there. He knew everything about Egypt. He grew up in that life comfortable. And then one day, another change is about to happen. He's just walking and saw one Hebrew man fighting with one Egyptian. And he's decided, no, I can't allow this to happen. Why? We assume that because the mother looked after her, we know what mothers do. The mother should have been telling him, remember you are Hebrew. Remember your people. This is not where you belong. Moses knew inside he was Hebrew. He decided to revenge, to, to fight for the brother. He, he took the Egyptian. He killed him. Hide him under the sand. And nobody should know this. Okay, okay. It's just between us. He left the Hebrew guy go. And tomorrow, he's walking again on the street. And you see two Hebrews fighting. And he said, why are you beating your, your brother? And the guy said, who has established you as judge and ruler over us. You want to do to me what you did yesterday? Oh, Moses understand it was not a secret. Somebody knows about it. If Pharaoh knows what I've done, I'm in trouble. A major change is about to happen in Moses' life. He left everything he grew up to manage. He fled. He left Egypt. He left his own biological family. He left his adoptive family. He lost everything, including the trusts. To be trusted by Pharaoh was a big deal. To be trusted by Pharaoh's daughter was a big deal. He left everything and fled to save his life. Changes again. Moses finds himself in a way in a place where no, okay, now now I'm fine. Uh, let me find a woman. He found a, a wife. He found a job. The Bible says he was key, he was working for his father-in-law. So Moses get, got established again. That is that story is what now leads us to the scripture I read. So now we find Moses already established. He's now established in a land where he's got a wife, a job, and everything is back to normal. Life can be predictable again. He can plan again. He can buy a house again. He can keep the house again. He can pay his bills again. Moses is back to normal. And one day he's just there and sees a bush burning. A bush burning, bush burning. And he said, I, I think this, this event did not take two minutes. Because for a bush to keep burning and him to realize that he's not burning up, it means it was a long event. He observed for a long time, what is happening there? This fire has been going on for a while. Unexpectedly. Moses hears the voice. God is talking to him again. God calls Moses and says, another change is about to happen in your life. Go to Pharaoh. What, God? Go where? Go to Pharaoh and tell him to release the people of Israel for me. God, you can send me everywhere else, but not there. (laughs) For so many reasons. The first reason is because what he did when he left. The second reason is the the, the Hebrews were like a backbone of the Egyptians' economy. They were working hard for them. And to go to tell Pharaoh, oh, let those people go. God says you should let those people go. That was not an easy request. And then after the conversation, God knows. That This task I'm about to give you will involve unexpected event, unexpected issues, unexpected people, unexpected, expected, expected changes. So what you need is not an army, is not f- food supply, is not, no, you need me, you need me with you. So God said to Moses, because of seriousness of the event I'm sending you to do, I will be with you. And that's where I'm taking you guys. God says, I will be with you. You don't need just a group of experts, weapons, doctors, psychologists or counselors to overcome. You need me. Moses needed the supplier and not the supply. The provider is not a provision. The protector is not a protection. And as a matter of fact, he went, he went to Egypt, spoke to Pharaoh. Nine times, Pharaoh said no. Nine times, Pharaoh said no. You may be thinking, if it's the will of God, then it will be easy. If it's the will of God, it may not be easy. Because the presence of God does not guarantee easy breakthrough. It guarantees final victory. Final victory. God said, I will be with you. I will be your providence. When Moses took the people of Israel from Egypt, he set up himself so that he would be the solution to every problem. When they were sick, he became their healing. They called him Jehovah Rapha, which means God, our healing, our healer. When they needed something, he became their provision, food. They called Oh Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He became every solution in every facet. That's why they didn't need things. They needed him. He's the only one who can fit everywhere. In every situation. After the journey, after the journey, they kept going. These people, despite all the miracles, all the things that God did for them to rescue them, Human beings are human beings. They always change. Unreliable. They disobeyed again. They complained against God. They complained against Moses. And God said, okay, because of what they've done, I can't go with you anymore because I will kill you. I'm so holy to travel with you, so I can't go with you. I'm so holy. And Moses said, ha, ha, ha. That's not our contract with you. If you don't go with us, we better stay here. You, do you know what that means? Because God told him, I will give you an angel. Moses said, no, I don't need an angel. I need you, your presence. God reconfirmed his promise to Moses, I will, be, I will go with you. And that is in Exodus 33. My presence will go with you. Verse 14 to 15. Then Moses said, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Moses knew the benefits, the power of the presence of God. Then Moses died. After appointing Joshua. God Appeal to Joshua and say, oh, you are the new leader today. Let me tell you something. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid in Joshua 1.9. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Okay, look at this scripture very well. The command that God gave to Joshua to be strong, courageous, not be afraid, not discouraged. It was not because Joshua was a strong person or a great leader with great leadership skills or very spiritual person. No. He said, because I will be with you, do not be afraid. Because of my presence, not because of who you are, because I will be there, do not be discouraged. He did not promise to him, no, don't worry. I will change the people. I will make them nicer. No. I will take all the threats away. Or I will make your enemies like you. No, he didn't say that. I will be with you despite everything. I will be with you. And then after Joshua's appointment. After Joshua's appointment, the people come now to Joshua. With all courage. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 17. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we'll obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as He was with Moses. Come on. This this statement seems like a like truth. There's some truth in it. Let's be honest. Did they fully obey Moses? Just as we fully obeyed Moses, since when? They did not, in fact, the reason why Moses died did not enter the, the promised land is because. They, made, they upset him to the point where, instead of speaking to the rock, he struck the rock. It's because of them. And they're coming to this new leader and say, because we fully obeyed Moses, we will obey you. I think Joshua was looking at them and saying, ah, people, this is the same thing you said to Moses. This is the same thing you're saying to me. I know what you will do. In fact, they did the same thing. They did not fully obey Joshua. That people, they make promises, they make promises, and never fulfill them. People change. Situations change. A friend can promise you confidentiality. Before you know it, you hear your story from somewhere else. A man or woman can promise you love just to leave you somewhere on the crossroad. That's life. God is offering you a relationship that will never be broken, a friendship without disappointment. He's making you the same promise He made to Joshua and to Moses I am with you, I'm close to you, I take you personally. When you give your life to Jesus, He comes to live in you, and He never leaves. You may not feel him, you may not hear him, you may not see him, but his promise never changes. God is with you. When everything else changes, God's word remains unchanging. When everybody else changes, God remains unchangeable. Your spouse may change like I changed. God remains the same. Your friends may change their attitude. God remains faithful. Your business partner can give up on you. God remains faithful. God's marriage vow to you remains unchanged, at least on his side. You can decide to run from him. He will still love you. Pain, disappointment, sudden changes in life may make you feel like God has left you. But remember, before Jesus leaves, he put his disciples there and he told them in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20b, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Every time I repeat this scripture, I said, Jesus said, Surely I will be with you. While Jesus did not promise to, I will be with you, he said, Surely I am. you, This same I am is the same that God said to, to, to Moses. I am has sent you. And Jesus is making that same promise to you today. Surely I am with you all the day of your life. Jesus was with you when you met that special person. He was with you when you gave birth to that child. He was with you when you got that job. He was with you when your marriage broke up. He was with you when you received that doctor's report. He was with you when your business failed. He was with you when that pain started. He was with you even when you ignored him. He's with you now and here. He's with you. Victory is obtained when you choose to believe that God is with you regardless of what you think of how you feel. I will finish with this. Two major benefits of acknowledging God's presence. Acknowledging that he is with you regardless of how you feel or what you are going through. The first thing you need to acknowledge the presence of God changes you. When you acknowledge that God is with me your heart changes. Your heart changes. Knowing that you are not alone brings peace. Your faith grows. You know that someone more powerful than your situation is fighting for you. Moses demanded the presence of God over everything else. Because he knew that God has control over situations. God is not the cause of our pain. But he's aware of it. And he will make it work for our good. God is not the cause of our failure. But he's working something out of it. God is not the cause of our disappointment. But he's using it for our eternal benefits is our providence providence is his name he holds the future in his hand secondly acknowledging God's presence changes your situation God is moved by faith when you trust God and acknowledge his presence you allow him to act in your life when you trust God and acknowledge his presence you surrender to his will Moses claimed God's presence instead of success or good health because Moses needed the supplier more than the supply. Moses needed the healer more than the healing. Moses needed the source more than the gift. Jesus promised his presence because he knows what the future holds. Let's bow our head. He is an up close and personal God, he cares. He promised to be with you. He promised to be with you always. In your pain, in your struggles, in your confusion. He is with you. Would you acknowledge his presence today? Would you believe that he is with you? If this is the first time you want to surrender, you want to acknowledge the presence of God, you want to follow Jesus Christ, you say, Jesus Today, I want to acknowledge that you are with me. I want to follow you. Just raise your hand and we'll pray together. If you are here and you want to acknowledge that Jesus is with you, raise your hand. He will come to your heart. If you want to receive him, if you want to receive him, raise your hand. We'll pray. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you are with us. You are an up close and personal God. You are not that distant God who is just somewhere in heaven very far. You are not just just that king who is somewhere on the throne looking at us perishing and, and dying. You are not just that God who is somewhere. You are a God who is here with us. I pray for that person in this room who is struggling with sickness, pain. That brother, that sister who is struggling with their relationship. That brother, that sister who is struggling with their job, their finances, with children, with anything that is going wrong now to know that you are with us. Let that voice stand stronger, louder, in our hearts that you are with us. Father, I pray that you will encourage us today. Help us to be strong, courageous, not to be afraid, just as you told Joshua, because you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you.